Hello, everybody in podcast land. I'm Dr. Ted Thatchenkerry, and this is MD Roundtable, a podcast about collaborating and learning from other healthcare professionals from all over the globe. We are all so much more connected due to technology. We have so much to learn from each other. Thanks for joining us today at MD Roundtable. This is a very special episode as we are featuring Dr. Alexander Babliak, who is the Chief of Cardiac Surgery at Dobrubat Medical Center in Kiev, Ukraine. Welcome to MD Roundtable, Dr. Babliak. Yes, uh, nice to hear you and uh, nice to join. Thank you so much, Doc. First of all, I I know this is a very you know, difficult for you and uh, especially, you know, with, with the Russian invasion. And I know just today you had messaged me that, uh, you know, you're, you're going to be staying at the hospital to do this interview just because there's been a, a lot of power outages going across the country because of the Russian attack. So I really appreciate you being here and taking the time. Yeah, so now uh, at least everybody in the in the world knows so where Ukraine is, <laughs> and, and um, I hope that we will do a good um, uh, interview. Yes, thank you, Doc. Doctor Bobliak, first off, why don't you tell us wh- what's life like right now in Kiev, Ukraine? Ah, uh, yeah, Kiev. Um, uh, it is not easy time, so definitely because. Uh, uh, Russia attacking uh, the civilian people and the infrastructure. So uh, they do this on uh, purpose. And uh, just uh, before the winter, it is uh, very cold. So now it's like uh, plus five degrees in uh, Kiev. And we uh, still uh, don't have any sources in the large uh, buildings uh, of heat. Uh, because of uh, several uh, stations, several energy stations have been uh, destroyed by the rockets. So uh, that's a problem uh, not only for doctors and uh, patients, but only for older people, for kids, because uh, temperature in the flats uh, uh, go down. Yeah, that's that's very heartbreaking, Dr. Bobliak. Do you see any signs of normalcy, uh, life going back to normalcy in Kiev? I think we will have uh, the next few weeks very hot, but uh, eventually we will uh, definitely defeat uh, these attempts of destroying the country because some Russia is out of the rockets, out uh, uh, of the bombs. Now they are using um, uh, Iranian bombs and uh, mm. rockets, but uh, I think all the world uh, should uh, understand that this war will stop uh, soon. And uh, this is probably the hardest uh, time now, not only for our army, which is fighting uh, very nice and we are very uh, proud for our army, and they are very close to the victory, and uh, uh, but it is also very difficult times for the civilian people and uh, for uh, especially for the kids and for uh, older ones. 
Yeah, I, I can't imagine what you and your family have been going through, Doc. Did you grow up in Kiev, Dr. Bobliak? Uh, no, I uh, was born uh, to the west, city um, Lviv. It is in western uh, Ukraine, but uh, at the age of uh, uh, 35, so it's uh, it was uh, 17 years uh, ago, I uh, moved uh, because of because of the cardiac uh, surgery, I uh, uh, moved uh, to Kiev. So, uh, but I was born in so Ukraine, went to school in so Ukraine, entered the university and uh, uh, achieved my uh, specialization in the surgery and in, in the cardiac surgery also in Ukraine. I see. So your medical training was uh, in, in Ukraine, is that correct? Uh, yes, after I uh, received uh, the complete training in the cardiac surgery in uh, Ukraine, I also received the additional training in uh, Sydney uh, f for more than two years. It was in 1999-2001, some Royal North Shore Hospital in uh, uh, New South Wales. In, in Australia, correct? Yes, yes. Great. That's right. Dr. Bobliak, what made you interested in going into medicine? Did you know as a child that, that you wanted to be a doctor? Uh, what inspired you? It was a uh, quite easy decision for me because my uh, father uh, was uh, the professor of uh, surgery. I see. And I was uh, definitely inspired uh, by this. But when I um, went uh, in, into the medicine, I uh, understand that cardiac surgery is a very nice uh, speciality because you can because you can see that uh, some more than ninety nine percent of uh, patients can can uh, be cured with uh, from the problems and. Uh, uh, this was also very inspired uh, for me, and I uh, liked cardiac surgery from the beginning because it was like a nice, some balance of uh, thinking, of uh, a decision, some making uh, in the surgery, and uh, also like a balance with the surgical creativity that you should do uh, during surgery. Okay, great. So, for the listeners, Dr. Bobliak, you know, in the U.S., uh, I guess what you did in Australia would be like a cardiothoracic fellowship. Um, yes. Is that what you did in Australia, in Sydney? Would that be equivalent to a fellowship in cardiothoracic surgery? Yes. So, Australia uh, system is uh, a little bit different uh, from uh, the European uh, system. They have uh, the registrarship, which is uh, equivalent uh, to the residency and uh, to the fellowship uh, in the U.S. Yes. Uh, so uh, I did uh, two years of the registrarship in the cardiothoracic uh, surgery, and uh, we have the international team. We uh, had the Indian uh, people, uh, people from uh, the Middle East uh, in the team um, uh, because they were all so joining, uh, joining the uh, program as overseas uh, uh, fellows. That's outstanding. Yeah. 
What was it like to be a young surgeon going from Ukraine and living in Sydney? What was that transition like for you? Transition was uh, very interesting, very uh, special, because uh, you can imagine that uh, that uh, Ukraine was at that time, it was uh, a lot of the Soviet uh, system. So uh, it was very abrupt uh, change from the mentality of the Soviet uh, medical system to uh, Australian uh, uh, medical system. They are of course, they are very uh, uh, different, especially in the terms of the responsibility. In uh, Ukraine, I was already a doctor with the responsibilities. Mm-hmm. And in our uh, Australia, I was the fellow under the responsibility of the consultant. So it uh, took me a little while to understand this. And uh, after, after this, uh, I was getting a lot of uh, information in the medical field that uh, helped me to treat the patient in the right uh, way. Uh, yes, it was a very nice uh, uh, time. And, uh, and uh, uh, what is uh, interesting, uh, the most uh, important uh, question that I was pushed uh, to answer every time is like some why we do this and uh, why we do this so every prescription uh, had its own reason mm-hmm. and it was uh, at that time it was some very different from the soviet union yeah it must have been very different for you so that's fantastic thanks for sharing that so, Dr. Bobliak uh, specializes in uh, what's called minimally invasive cardiac surgery. Can you tell us about the minimally invasive techniques you use? Yeah, so uh, if, if we can uh, speak uh, some of what is it, minimally invasive cardiac uh, surgery, it's, uh, we can, uh, we can uh, unite all these uh, techniques with, uh, with uh, uh, two words, like it. It's a sternum sparing surgery. Mm-hmm. So all the techniques that we use in the minimal invasive surgery, uh, they don't include the cut in the sternum, which means that we don't touch the bone and we do all kind of cardiac surgical procedure through the separate incision between the ribs and uh, often these uh, uh, incision some muscle uh, uh, sparing, so it is kind of cardiac surgery with uh, the minimal uh, trauma for the patient, which of course uh, increase uh, the recovery of the patient and the satisfaction. It is like less. Yeah, that's that's fantastic, Doctor Bobliak. Traditionally, you know, like you were explaining, if somebody needed let's say a bypass surgery, you know, they would have to undergo what's called a sternotomy. But with your minimal techniques, you can essentially bypass that, correct? Yes, yes. So, uh, and uh, you can uh, avoid uh, cutting the sternum in almost every patient. So, in my experience, uh, 98% of uh, patients could be 
operated uh, with this minimal invasive uh, technique. That's brilliant. Yeah. I mean, that essentially means, you know, decrease length of stay, like you said, uh, decrease risk for the patient. Uh, I, I would think decrease complications, et cetera. Oh, yeah. Also, I would add that that uh, we can exclude the complications because we don't touch uh, the bone, so we don't have such a, a very uh, serious complication as uh, uh, sternum osteomyelitis. Mm-hmm. So uh, we don't see them, and uh, this is uh, also good. That's brilliant, Dr. Bobliak. Now, as far as the minimally invasive procedures, are there specific ones that you specialize in, for example, uh, valve replacements, you know, et cetera? Uh, yes, uh, so, uh, we have been doing the valve replacement with the O-valve uh, tripair with a minimally invasive uh, approach maybe already uh, for 10 years. But um, what we are specialized in uh, now that uh, we can do all the coronary artery bypass uh, grafting with a minimally invasive approach. And uh, this technique is uh, very new for the world because to do the uh, mitral valve uh, repair through uh, through the right some mini sarcotomy or to do the Aortic uh, valve um, has been already used uh, in the world for the last uh, 20, 25 years. Mm-hmm. But uh, to do multi-vessel cabbage through the left uh, mini sarcotomy was uh, tried in the late 90s, but did not have a huge uh, success and wide uh, uh, adoptions of this uh, technique because of uh, many complications mm-hmm. uh, which were uh, joined with the peripheral cardiopulmonary bypass which have been improved since a lot since uh, these as, uh, those sometimes and now uh, we we can use uh, this uh, technique with the same Results or some better that uh, that we can do the conventional cabbage through the uh, sternotomy. So uh, we are pushing the limits of the minimal invasive surgery. Uh, first of all, in in the field of the multi-vessel coronary mm-hmm. artery uh, bypass graft. That's extraordinary. What what is the most challenging procedure for you with a minimally invasive technique? Every time you do a new procedure that have not been done uh, by you, that you have not been uh, seen everywhere is the most uh, challenge. And uh, for example, uh, the last uh, uh, procedure that uh, we discovered that, that now we can do routinely is to do uh, the combined sort of uh, procedures like we can uh, do a cabbage and we can do mitral valve uh, repair through the small left anterior sarcotomy, hmm. which is uh, always like some challenge 
when you do something you don't know is it will be uh, easy or not but uh, you discuss the uh, options uh, with the patients and uh, for example you will always have uh, sometimes have a patient who will definitely benefit from this minimal invasive approach because of the comorbidities and you discuss the uh, options and uh, and you go so uh, always uh, a new procedure when you do it the first time it is uh, always a challenge mm-hmm. And it is very difficult, uh, difficult uh, time. Yes, I see. Doctor Bublik, do you also do pediatric cardiac surgery, or just focus on adults? I, I yes, I I do pediatrics. Uh, I uh, have spent eleven years in uh, the Ukrainian Children Cardiac Center. And uh, our team uh, in this uh, center did uh, over the 1,500 cases for congenital heart disease every year. Wow. So in that uh, center, we got the experience in the most some rare and the most uh, complicated uh, some neonatal uh, cases and uh, so on. So having this experience with the neonatal cardiac surgery and with the minimal invasive uh, adult cardiac surgery, uh, I was uh, thinking that we also should do something something better for the kids and, and to try to do more uh, sternum spare surgery in the kids. So um, we have been influenced uh, a lot by Professor uh, Schreiber and uh, from uh, from uh, Germany and uh, Professor uh, Han Wen Han from uh, New York. So so we expanded uh, their techniques uh, as well, and now we can do all the VSDs, AA VSDs, and even the tetralogy of uh, follow through the small incision under the right arm. Hmm. It's called uh, axillary mini sarcotomy. Wow, that, that is amazing. It sounds like you're, uh, you're really uh, trying to be pioneering this, especially in kids, where I can, I can really see a benefit, uh, you know, for children to have uh, minimal incisions and, you know, uh, try to avoid the sternotomy. So, yeah, thank you. That's great. Yeah, it's not only for the recovery, which is uh, absolutely uh, quicker for these uh, kids, but we also should uh, think that this is a good uh, thing to help them from the psychological point of uh, view. So uh, uh, nobody will uh, see the scar when when they will uh, become like uh, 16 years old. Yes. So this is very good. Agree. Yes, yes. How long have you been working in this field, Dr. Bobliak? I was uh, qualified in, uh, in the cardiac surgery in uh, 97, so it's uh, 25 now. Okay. 25 years. And in your field, what's been, the, what's been the biggest surprise you've had in the last few years in your field? Uh, surprise is uh, probably is uh, probably how... Uh, easy the procedure 
could uh, become when when you do it several times. So when you do something for the first time, it seems to be very difficult. After uh, you do it uh, two times or three times, some ten times, it becomes uh, some routine. So uh, this is uh, probably the most uh, surprising thing uh, uh, for me. Okay. How, how do you continue to learn and stay up to date in this field? The communication with my colleagues, which we, which we always do, it, it is very important. And also because I see the need for, for the minimal invasive surgery in the field. So I see the need not only for the surgical techniques, but also for the instruments. So we are now we are in the process of the designing some um, uh, uh, instruments that will help cardiac surgeons uh, to do to do this uh, kind of surgery with the new instruments. So new instruments uh, should be developed, mm -hmm. and uh, this is also like a point of the communication with the industry and with um, other people. Great. And what was your experience like in Ukraine as a cardiothoracic surgeon during COVID? Of course, uh, during uh, the COVID, uh, uh, elective surgery went uh, very down. Mm -hmm. uh, and we were pushed to change a lot of uh, our protocols. Uh, but we were almost uh, prepared because we already did the CT scan for uh, every patient because uh, some, most of our surgery was at that time already minimally invasive. So, so uh, we were already and we were very easy to adopt uh, in, uh, some new safety features which uh, include uh, CT scan and mm -hmm. some testing uh, uh, came soon after the onset. So uh, surgery went down uh, by the numbers, but not uh, too much on the, our usual, some, our usual uh, situation in the hospital. So yes, we we started to do like some meetings uh, much less, and uh, this also changed a little bit our daily practice. Yes. Yeah, just like everywhere in the world, right? Yeah. And during the war, uh, Doctor Bobliak, uh, are you? I assume you're still able to do a lot of elective cases. Is that correct, or is it more of the emergent cases that you're doing? We do, we do like uh, less than uh, now with uh, the things are getting uh, a little bit uh, some worse with the uh, energy. So now we are doing a little bit less than 50% of our activity, but uh, our cardiac, uh, our cardiac unit is open. So we continue to do our job. Uh, what we can do, we we should uh, we should do the best uh, we can, and and let's see what will happen. Yes. What are some of your interests outside the operating room? For example, how do you like to decompress, if you do? Just so, 
So now it is uh, a time it is very hard to decompress because you always in this uh, war condition. Yes. But uh, we will uh, relax after the victory, and we hope that uh, the victory will come uh, very soon. I think uh, two three months, and and we will be we will be much more. Uh, closer to keep uh, our people uh, in a safe uh, situation and uh, all the world in the safe uh, situation because because the question is for us is to be or not uh, to be to survive or not but also uh, we at the same time this is a question uh, for all the world to be in a, in a more safe condition mm -hmm. that uh, it was like uh, even six months uh, before. So we, I must say that we are fighting not only for our safety and for the survival, but for the safety of uh, all the world. And we are very happy that uh, most of the world uh, support us with uh, what they can. Yes, I agree. I hope that you guys have victory soon. And I hope you and your family stay safe, Dr. Bobliak. And I really want to thank you for taking the time uh, to do this interview. And just keep doing what you do. You seem like a very humble uh, surgeon. And I hope that you can make continue to make great strides in uh, the minimally invasive uh, cardiothoracic techniques that you do. Thank you very much. And uh, yes, uh, we will see soon. Uh, <laughs> we, will, we will see soon uh, each other in the safer place and uh, not uh, online, but uh, offline. Yes, yes, yeah. definitely. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Blybay. Take care. Bye. Bye. Folks, if you enjoyed that episode, don't forget to leave a review of the MD Roundtable podcast on Apple iTunes, and please don't forget to subscribe. Stay tuned for our next podcast coming to you soon. Thanks for joining me again, and have a great day. 